That's Brian Race, Ray Haynes, teaching on Pentecost. And Ray, uh, as I've been listening to you this morning, uh, I think I've had a bit of a light bulb moment. You keep talking about Good. Count uh, the Omer, and my brain just says, okay, day one, day two, day three, to get us to, sure. to Pentecost. Stick on math, right. And the, the thought, that, I want to see if I'm even tracking with you here, would it be okay to say contemplate the Omer or consider mm. the yeah. Omer? Might that be um, a way that says don't rush past this day, but look into the day to see what God has for you as his child? Oh, I think most definitely. And you, when you count something, the Hebrew word there, that that's so much more significant than just a mathematical formula. It really presses you into digging into it. And okay. it, it almost, I think you could easily use contemplate and consider for that word just for the purpose of when we're counting the Omer, we're working, we're coming to open our eyes to see the promise before we get to the promise. So it does take a lot of contemplation, a lot of prayer, a lot of faith. And it's a journey. I just, uh, I know God wants us to make it. And there's, there's big reasons. I mean, we've, we went down through uh, up into almost to 40 in the last break. We're going to go through just the last two weeks here, but we're in history right now of this part of the Omer because in Israel right now, uh, it's a different part of day, but there's been a war there going on since a Sunday, Monday missiles. There's a last, I thought, at least in the 1700s, of missiles that have popped from Gaza into Israel. They're in the midst of war right now. They're counting the Omer, and they're in their uh, bomb shelters. I'm thinking, why is this happening? But if you'll notice the Israelis... There is no woe is me kind of stuff. They're living their life and they're together. They're unified. They're fighting. They're they're doing all the things they need to do because they've spent enough time counting the Omer that they know that these things are going to come to pass. But they also know that they come to pass. They're going to go away. So as we're counting the 50-day Omer, if we went back to last week, towards the end of the week, it was day number 39 of their counting of the Omer. And in modern times, that's when Germany surrendered. Uh, in, uh, in France, Chief of Staff, the German Armed Forces signed the unconditional surrender for all the German forces to the Allies and made the official end of the World War II in Europe following a fierce seven days of battle and truces across Europe. But see, this is that day where they can all stand in time and look and said, you know what? The Holocaust was unequivocally the worst thing in history. But it passed, and there was a day when that same army that did all of that unconditionally surrendered. They lost, and it gives you the courage and the strength to say, it doesn't matter who's coming against me, six nations, 20 nations, bring them on. We're going to win, and we will we'll win in the end. So counting of the Omer, especially for Israel, has taught them to stand. Uh, day 43 for them was this last Monday, Jerusalem was liberated in 1967. It was the day the Six-Day War began when Egypt, Syria, and Jordan simultaneously attacked Israel. They were soundly defeated in only six days. So here we are, 
attacked by these massive countries all around you. But what happens? Instead of being defeated, you win in six days and you seize the Gaza Strip. You know, they gave that back. And what's happening today? They're being bombed from Gaza Strip. So uh, something that was announced by Netanyahu earlier this week, he said, any, any land we take in this time, we're not giving back. We're, we're not going through this again. So they seized the Gaza Strip. That would have represented about Wednesday, I guess. And the Sinai Pillin, so from Egypt to West Bank, East Jerusalem and Hebron, and uh, the Golan Heights, all of these things were seized. And it was this week in history that that happened. So the day is marked as Jerusalem Day, Old City Jerusalem, Temple Mount, been there and have seen what it means to be liberated by Israel and by God. So these moments are so important. Day 44, Hebron was liberated again. It's a huge, it's where the graves of all the, the, the main folks from the Old Testament are. It's where the covenants were made. Day 45, floodwaters recede. 150 days after the rain stopped falling on the flood from the great flood, waters that covered the face of the earth subsided. One cubit every four days. When you get to day 45, you can stop and say, God... You know, the flood that destroyed everything came to an end. It was the encampment at Sinai. Six weeks after they left the uh, Egypt on the Exodus, children of Israel arrived at Mount Sinai and camped at the foot of the mountain as one man with one heart in preparation and meeting with God. On this day, Moses did not say anything to them because of their exhaustion from the journey. Can you imagine? So this is the day you remember exhaustion. What it is, can I go another footstep? Interestingly enough, you know the story of Korah? He was swallowed up, led a rebellion against Moses and Aaron. That was the day, day 45, when he was killed. At the request of Moses, the earth opened its mouth, swallowed them in their households. Day 46, God called them, the Israelites, the chosen people. You shall be my chosen treasure among all the nations. For all the earth is mine. You shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That happened on day 46. That's also when Israel captured the Golan Heights back in that six-day war. Uh, and it was massive. On the fifth day of the war, the Israeli army broke through the Syrian front, scaled that steep mountain, one of my favorite parts in all of Israel. And after more than 24 hours, uh, that deployment of Syrians collapsed. The Syrian forces fled in retreat, and there they were. And so now we're getting close. Yesterday was day 47. Israel prepared to receive the Torah. They're on the mountain. God said boundaries. He said, don't come but this far or you'll be destroyed. Um, to this day, that day is marked as the three days of Hagbalah or boundaries that lead to the giving of the Torah on Savan 6. So Omer day 48, that's today. Moses transcribed the first part of the Torah, writes down in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that happens today in history, which it's, is kind of cool. And so if we were to count the Omer for day 48 mm -hmm. and contemplate that, what might be a practical application um, of that event? Can you think of, of how you would consider it um, in your walk with Christ? Well, for in the case of the Israelites, you know, and the Israelis to this day, they were given the job of bringing forth the law, of caretaking the law. And for, you know, 3,500 years, you know, what is their passion? Uh, they, they lost the tabernacle. They lost the temple. They lost the sacrifice. They replaced it all and said, you know, well, it's just really about the law. We're just going to keep the law. 
you know, after all those years, you know, they still found that one thing that they will not let go of and mm-hmm. hold on to. And, you know, for, for them, this is where they spend all of their time on. So, you know, they did get that one concept from Moses, you know, when he wrote down, this is your job. The Torah is your job. And they received that. And I think for all of us, we have to, I would say for us, for you, for me, we have to say, God, what is my job? What's my purpose? What's my calling? Hmm. I know for me, I know certainly being here, doing the music and doing what I do, I have no question that I'm in the heart and the will of God and the hand of God doing what I do, uh, even doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, and I would agree with that about 99.5% of the songs that you pick. So, so. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it's also the... Uh, so he's with the in, in the beginning of God, but he wrote all the, to the giving. He wrote all the way through Exodus 19 today uh, in the, the giving of the Torah. So it's if you want to go back in your Bible and read Genesis 1 through Exodus 19, it all happened today in terms of writing. No, that's it. good. That, that's, that's good. I always, always look for that. You know, so what? The practical application, very good. And in the same vein, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon today. He begins hmm. 40 years as a judge of Israel. He couldn't imagine himself. He's hiding out. And, you know, so it's, a, it's very much the same thing. God had to be giving Moses the Torah. And goodness knows he's thinking, how in the world? What about, why are you giving this to me of all men? Why, why to me? So the next day, which would be uh, tomorrow, Israel accepted the Torah. He made a covenant with the people at the foot of Mount Sinai. They declared, all that God has spoken, we shall do and hear. That was not true. They, they missed that one over and over and over. But they were going to try. Day number 50, which will be Sunday night, at the first Pentecost, the Torah was given. Seven weeks after the Exodus, God revealed himself on Mount Sinai. The entire people of Israel, 600,000 heads of households and their families, well as the souls of all future generations of Jews, they heard God declare the first two of the Ten Commandments, witnessed God's communication, the other eight through Moses. He, Moses ascends the mountain for 40 days to receive the remainder of the Torah. A lot of things go wrong at that point. And it's worth noting at Pentecost, we also remember the, the death of King David at age 70 on Pentecost. Counting the Omer is different for everyone and different each time you do it. We have to let God shine a light on our heart, our hidden places, our empty spaces, because we are the Omer. <laughs> and uh, I'm the Omer. You're the Omer. In the waiting and seeking, you call yourself forth and you hopefully call some others into the kingdom in this whole process, too. If you're steady and eventually your counting will end and you'll arrive at Pentecost and his promises. And that's kind of where we're headed to. We're about to uh, jump into the specific callings and commandments of Pentecost. So you're good to keep going? You got coffee? You... I got I got still some my second cup of coffee to go and uh, some water, and we've got uh, about three or four more breaks. All right.